take care of me, won't you, Peter? You take care of me when I go. Just try to get some sleep, man. Save your strength. I... I don't want to be walking around like that. Peter. Peter! Yeah, I'm here, man. Sure, I am coming back. I'm gonna try not to. I'm gonna try not to come back. I'm gonna try. Welcome, everyone, to My Bleeding Ears. This is episode number 47. Yay! <laughs> Yay! 47. Wow, that's that's a, a pretty high number so far for this podcast. Uh, I plan on doing 1,000, so, I mean, we're off to a pretty good start so far. Yeah, it's been a little over a year. A little over a year now. And if you haven't listened to the podcast yet, we pretty much just talk about uh, pop culture and movies along with, like, genre filmmaking, and then we do a movie of the week where Jessalyn and I go through it, then... Uh, I give it a good old Joe Bob Briggs rundown at the end, and um, with an addition of penis count. Yes, with an addition. Uh, you know, an equal opportunity pervert <laughs> I am, so might as well just throw throw that in there too. So uh, let's start off with the first part that we usually do, and let's talk about uh, some. Usually, we talk about things that we've watched lately, although we really haven't watched all that much. But there are a few things that we have done that mm-hmm. kind of somewhat relate to this podcast. Uh, the first one is that we went to Wizard World Chicago this week, this last weekend, uh, just for one day, mm-hmm. and I have been going there pretty much for the past 10 years, I want to say. I've, I've gone every year except for last year, and I think this is probably my final year going. It was pretty disappointing. Yeah, you were, I wasn't as disappointed as you were, but... We took some kids, 11 and 16, and they had a great time. Right, so yeah. So I had a great time taking them, but I see what you mean. It wasn't... Explain why you didn't think it was so great. Well, what happened was that a lot of the big names canceled kind of at the last moment, it seemed yeah. like. Maybe like the last week. There's supposed to be like Dave Bautista was that supposed to go, and that was like the biggest name. But there's a bunch of other people that should have been there, and people always arrive late. So, I mean, it's kind of disappointing in that, in that avenue, but also, I like to shop and buy stuff at these things, and there just weren't as many vendors, but with the vendors there, they were very expensive, way overpriced with many other things, so I bought nothing. And I know I made a big stink about it a, uh, maybe a few episodes ago, where I was just talking about going to a comic book convention and buying things and patronizing these different creators. Um, not this time. <laughs> a lot of the vendors there were... Like I said, we're just 
really overpriced for stuff. Like some action figures that retail for 20, they're selling for 30, 35, and they're not even like the rare version or anything. Well, that's the thing. Like overpriced is something that I think is normal for Wizard World, but not there was nothing that I couldn't find online really easily for less half money. the price. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like seriously, half the price. I would see some action figures. I was like, "Wow, thirty five dollars! I can get it on Amazon for twelve. Right? Like, who who are you who are you fooling? And like, how are you making your money here? Really? It, there can only be so many stupid parents, you know, buying their kids something for three times the price. You know, like, how do you survive? You know, I just yeah. don't get it. I understand an upcharge to help you pay for your booth or yeah. whatever, but not a hundred percent. Right? That's um. ridiculous. And. Yeah, Artist Alley is really cool. Uh, if you are were to go to one of these, yeah, maybe hang out in Artist Alley a little bit longer. Artist Alley seemed bigger than usual. It did. It seemed pretty big. I think yeah. the C2E2 one is a little bit bigger. Okay. But yeah, it's a there were a lot of booths there for, there for artists. They had some interesting stuff. And they were selling their stuff for a deal, I thought. If you wanted to buy yeah. artwork or get commissions, oh, yeah, they, theirs were reasonable. They're yeah. very reasonably priced artists there. But then you got the big names there. They actually had... The Deadpool creator there, Rob Layfield, who uh, I think everyone wanted to fuck with because I wanted to go up there and ask for a commission and be like, hey, can you just draw me like a bunch of feet? Because he can't draw feet to save his life. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I'm sure he got that enough from uh, some other assholes. <laughs> so did you go to any panels? No, I didn't go to any panels. Nothing was really popping out at me all that much. And, and plus, I... Mostly like to shop at these places, but this time was just a, a complete bust. Yeah. And even the video games, I guess it was okay. They did show off some virtual reality stuff. Yeah, they had a couple of virtual reality, and they were demoing the new Spider-Man in virtual right, reality. Right, right, wow. you had to stand in line for that, and I didn't want to wait. I waited for a little bit, and then I, I didn't want to wait anymore. <laughs> well, uh, my, my cousin who I took, my 16-year-old cousin was playing Smash Brothers, so I wanted to play Smash Brothers with him, so I didn't play, I didn't wait around for Spider-Man. But they had some good VR stuff, yeah. Yeah. But other than that, yeah, it's expensive now, too. It's, what, like 60 bucks a ticket to get yeah. in for one day? Nah. I have a ticket. I did go to a couple of panels. The first panel that I went to was Holly Marie Combs of Picket Fences and Charmed. Uh, and also Charisma Carpenter, who you know as Cordelia from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That was good. It was especially good because I took my 11-year-old cousin uh, who loves Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And so he got she got to ask uh, Charisma Carpenter a question, and she was really nice. They were both delightful, interesting interviews. And the other panel that I went to was Star Wars versus Lord of the Rings, which... My older cousin, the 16-year-old, was interested in, but we were both interested in it for the same reason, because we knew we were going to go to a room where there's just people fighting with each other. <laughs> All right. Like a bunch of nerds fighting over things that don't matter. Like, there. Yeah, what, I said it. What, Ben Kenobi versus Gandalf or something? Yeah. Or, or, so I, was that what it was? I or, don't even know. You, you just it, left, right? I actually took the opportunity to go to the bathroom. I was like, oh, here, <laughs> go to the bathroom. But yeah, he said, well, he's huge Star Wars, so he said unprecedented Star Wars win. I don't know if that happened. I didn't really no. listen, but... Seems like you guys didn't stay very long either. No, so. he lost interest pretty quickly, and we left. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as I came back from the bathroom, he was ready to go. Uh, 
So uh, the next day, we ended up going to a wrestling ev- event, like a um, not a big one, just a local. It's called Kaiju Wrestling here in Illinois. They Kaiju do a, Attack. Kaiju Attack Wrestling, yeah. and they do a lot of shows in Berwyn, Illinois. And this is their first show in Aurora, Illinois. Mm-hmm. And we were able to go. And luckily, my brother-in-law is friends with a promoter. And I asked him, I was like, "Hey, man, is there any way like I can go in early and run the ropes?" And he was like, "Yeah, sure. You know, let me talk to him." I was like. Fuck yeah. Finally. <laughs> Dream come true is going to happen. I'm going to get to go into a ring. And I did. And that was Sunday. Today is Thursday. And I am still in pain He's from getting... He's been whining all week about how sore he is. Oh, man. You should see him walk downstairs. It's hilarious. I mean, sad. Oh, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My, my pain is giving you joy. At least that, that works out for something. So, yeah, I ran the ropes for a little while. It was between, like, five and ten minutes. And I'm, I wouldn't say that I'm not athletic. I'm just not prone to moving around a lot, you know, or, or doing a lot of athletic things. So I'll tire quicker. My muscles won't hold yeah. up as long. But I can, you know, I, I ran the ropes pretty well. I you took did. some bumps. I You, you know, did. I did some of the, the bump landings that you do for wrestling to try and make it not hurt as much when you hit the mat. And I will tell you, that mat is not a trampoline. No. Much respect to wrestlers, professional wrestlers. It is not. It's not your back backyard trampoline. It's boards, um, uh, uh, mats that's used for tumbling in high schools, and a cover over it, and that's it. And yeah. guys are getting slammed on there. I mean, I took a a nice good Ric Flair drop on there a couple times and hurt my wrist. <laughs> so yeah, I just didn't hurt my legs, which they hurt. But yeah, I. Fell, hurt my wrist. I did like a leg drop, which ended up hurting me like four hours later. I was just hobbling around for the last few days. Finally today, I'm able to go downstairs, all right? (laughs) You did walk like a normal human being. Yeah, I I was happy. I was like, hey, look, I can walk. You and Brent looks like you did some wrestling moves, or did you just yeah. for a picture? No, it was an actual wrestling move. I didn't okay. put pressure on or anything, but yeah, it was. <laughs> it was That's it my was brother-in-law, fun. yeah. And it was a yeah, it was a really cool time just doing that. Dream come true. So I just like to think the the promoter once again. It was awesome. I I can't wait to go to the next show. I think it's the end of September. Yeah, it was and, a great show too. Yeah, it's it was. Not that you just got to bump off the ropes or whatever. Right, right, right. Yeah, but yeah. These are really good wrestlers. Right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, half's performance, and the other half is you know the whole talking and and working the crowd and everything. And everyone did a great job. Yeah. Uh, bought a bunch of merch there, and yeah, it was it was a good time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, hopefully I will be going back there in the end of next month or some other time. Yeah, they're in Berwyn coming up pretty soon. The 29th of September. Yeah, they're in Berwyn, and then they're going to be back in Aurora. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it was a good show. Mm-hmm. And now we must go to Jessalyn's Corner, where you have... A new movie that uh, you watched, which I did not want to watch at all. So you yeah. you watched it, and then uh, you, you wrote about it, didn't you? Yeah. I wasn't really... It's not a movie that ever interested me. My mom and dad watched it while they were on vacation in Philadelphia at, you know, at night when they were just chilling out. And my mom texted me that they were watching it. And I think I asked her if she liked it, and she never said... Yes. <laughs> what she said was, I'd, I want you to talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> so here I am, Mom. I watched it, and I'm talking about it on the podcast, and I understand why you were cagey about your answer about whether or not you liked it. 
Okay, well, the movie is Captain Fantastic. The movie's Captain Fantastic. came out in 2016. It's available on Showtime or any Showtime add-ons. I watched it on Hulu because we have the Showtime add-on. It stars Viggo Mortensen and... Uh, in the forests of the Pacific Northwest, a father devoted to raising his six kids with a rigorous physical and intellectual education is forced to leave his paradise and enter the world challenging his idea of what it means to be a parent. So the director and writer is Matt Ross, who does most of his IMDb credits are acting. He's Lewis from American Psycho. The guy, he's, I think, a closeted gay guy because Patrick (laughs) comes up to him in the bathroom with gloves and he's going to choke him right but then lewis turns around and he's like oh i've waited for this moment or like, <laughs> yeah <"Completely laughs> what's happening uh that guy american horror story murder house he's the um the doctor who we're supposed to believe killed elizabeth short in that little okay. flashback we see in the first season of american horror story yeah everything is acting gigs he's only directed one other movie it's called 28 hotel rooms and he also wrote 28 hotel rooms this was interesting mm-hmm. Starring Viggo Mortensen. Um, That's what you usually say when you don't like like something particularly. Like, it was interesting. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I didn't. And I don't, it's probably not a bad movie. It's just not a movie that I would ever have watched on my own. And it's not my type of movie at all. So if you like, I would compare the color scheme and weirdness to Wes Anderson. Mm-hmm. I guess, but I usually like the themes and storylines that Wes Anderson has a little bit more. The cover of this looks like a Wes looks Anderson like a Wes movie. Anderson movie. Yeah. They're all wearing like '70s suits, and yeah. Uh, so I don't want to ruin anything, so I won't. I'll ruin it on my blog, but I won't even tell you why they're leaving because that part is kind of a spoiler too. But I will say, what did I write? And I'm going to write this in my blog. Two, um, it, it's. I can pretty easily dismiss unbelievable things, unbelievable scenarios if I'm watching a superhero movie or a fantasy movie. But if you're showing me a movie that you expect me to believe is rooted in reality, then I'm gonna pick it apart with things, <laughs> stupid little things where I'm like, whoa, he's going to prison doing that. <laughs> There's no way he's not going to prison. That's ridiculous. Or there are other things that I could point out um, that I won't point out. I'll spoil it on my blog. But that's it. If you expect me to watch a movie that you believe is like rooted in some sort of reality, then I'm going to expect reality to occur. I'll leave it alone if it's fantasy or superhero movies. But I rolled my eyes a lot when I watched <laughs> this movie. Viggo Mortensen is great because Viggo Mortensen is great. And if you didn't get a good enough look at his penis in Eastern Promises, take a look at this movie. We're going to get a nice shot. Oh, wilderness penis. <laughs> of, nice. Uh, Viggo Mortensen's wilderness penis. Um, everybody's really good in it. It's a Frank Langella, Ann Dowd, Missy Pyle, Steve Zahn, Catherine Hahn. Yeah, there's, there's big names in this. Yeah, a lot of big names in it. They're all great. I'll just say not my type of movie. So I could say it's bad, but... My opinion, you know, it's subjective. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it's not necessarily uh, for this podcast. No, but, not at all. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, it's a cool little indie thing, too. I mean, just bring up here anyway, which I kind of like, you know, just to talk yeah. about 
like little offshoots like this. Definitely. And I'm glad it exists, but I didn't much care for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mom. So, well... Oh, maybe again, yeah, she, she didn't say she liked she it. She liked it. Yeah. <laughs> she said, I want you to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, you know, next time I'm going to give her a movie to watch. I'm like, all right, you're watching this movie And next. you tell us about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I should tell her to watch the, our movie of the week. She might like it. Um, No. She, she liked a lot of comedic violence from District 9, that's why you're saying it, but I actually have, that's part of the point I want to make in our movie a week, so I'll wait. All right, cool. <laughs> you're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. movie of the week. There's <laughs> <laughs> so much build up. I really thought you were going to scream it. And then you were very Nah, yeah. <laughs> Our movie of the week this week is the 2017 film A Brawl in Cell Black 99. Mm-hmm. Now this is a movie directed by S. Craig Zoller. He is known for uh, writing and directing Bone Tomahawk and another movie that we saw lately is uh, he wrote Jess, he just wrote it, didn't direct it, was Puppet Master, The Littlest Rake. Mm-hmm. And this movie is about a, a former boxer turned drug runner who lands in prison in a prison battleground after a deal gets deadly. So, pretty much what happens is, <laughs> we uh, the beginning of the movie, we get to see Vince Vaughn, mm-hmm. who was our main character. Uh, he seems like he's like, an, uh, uh, like a mechanic. Or like a tow, or truck, like a tow guy, truck guy, yeah. right? And he gets laid off. And Vince Vaughn's a pretty big guy. He's about 6'5", I want to say. And in this movie, his head is shaved, and he's got a cross tattoo on the back of his head. So he kind of looks like he's a bad dude, right? He's a formidable-looking dude. He is. Yeah. So, uh, and he gets fired from his job, and he drives home, and his garbage cans are kicked over. His house looks, you know, it's a cheaper house. It's kind of shitty in a shitty neighborhood. And he, he pulls up into his driveway, and he sees, no, not in his driveway, but kind of like right out in front and he sees a woman parked in his driveway and she's talking on the phone and he kind of just waits and waits till she finishes and once she does he goes up to the car and then you find out that 
that person is his wife and that she has been texting someone or talking to someone that isn't him and she has marks on her neck so she has been cheating on him she admits it and she admits it yeah yeah and so he gets upset and he says go into the house and she goes into the house and he says it very sternly and when she enters the house he kind of rips her car apart uh, he like really smashes the shit out of her car. This like, is Jennifer Carpenter. From Jennifer Dexter. Carpenter, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it kind of always reminded me of the game Street Fighter Two. Like once you win so many matches, you get to beat up a car as like a bonus segment. So it kind of <laughs> reminded me of that. Uh, so um, after he rips up the car, you, you he goes in and they uh, they have a conversation, and he's like, you know, I lost my job today. Stuff really sucks, and I really wanted to change. I want us to work things out. I would like to have a, ch- a child with you, and I would like to have a family and a life that isn't this. I want to change things. I want to go work for my cousin who happens to be a drug runner. Yeah, but you also find out that they just went through a miscarriage. And they, yeah, they went yeah. through a miscarriage also. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of a, a reason why maybe she cheated on him. And he had been very distant from her, too. And this is all mm-hmm. exposition they're saying. You don't get right. to see any of this. <clears throat> which is which I like actually. Uh, it kind of moves the, the story along quicker because this is almost a two and a half hour movie. It's it's pretty long. Yeah, and I like the conversation because when he starts beating the shit out of a car, I'm like, wow, I hate this guy. Mm-hmm. And then they go inside and have a civilized civilized conversation and they work it out. And I'm like, oh, I hope they work it out. That's right. Yeah. And I think the purpose of sh- of showing that scene is just to show how strong Vince Vaughn's character is yes, in this movie. He definitely. is he's strong. He doesn't give a shit. He he'll punches the punches things. He punched like the the side mirror off. Yeah. But <laughs> things, not yeah, people. Not people. Yeah. Uh you find out later on that he really doesn't like to fight. Yeah, he used to box and everything, but he needed more of a reason to fight, you right. know, and he kinda dropped out of it. Another little piece of exposition, but you don't get to see what happens in the past. Mm-hmm. There's nothing in here where it's it shows what happened in the past at all. Right. Um, so we cut, was it a year and a half later, 18 months? 18 months later, yeah. They, uh, he started working for his cousin, who's a, who sells drugs, and he's a drug runner for his cousin. Gil. Gil. Played by Mark, Mark Blukas. of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Riley from the fourth season of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and I didn't write anything else down. A lot of TV. Yeah. I actually thought, like, oh, where did they dig him up? But he's been doing a lot of TV. He's around. So yeah, his cousin Gil. Yeah, his cousin Gil um, gives him a job, and you get to see his nice house now, and you see that his wife is pregnant, and everything's going well with them. Everything's going mm-hmm. great. It's a feel-good story so far, but sh- after seeing this movie's called uh, Brawl and Cell Block 99, you know, things <laughs> aren't going to go well. No, and it's a full hour. It's, a, it's close. It's like, when is the Brawl and Cell Block 99 going to happen? It's yeah. a good 45, 50 minutes before he actually goes to prison. Yeah. Well, what leads up to that is that um, he meets up with Mark Lucas, his character, Gil, in his house, and they're going to meet some new drug dealers that they're going to work with and make more money. Um, right away, Vince Vaughn doesn't like these guys. He doesn't trust them. He thinks one guy's a tweaker. Mm-hmm. But they end up, you know, agreeing to do this job, and Vince Vaughn makes it makes it pretty clear, like, he's in charge. When he says to do something, you do something, right? So he knows what he's doing. He throws away the tweaker's gun. Right, yeah. Dur- because well, he doesn't want him getting nuts. Yeah, know? that's when they go and do the job. He ends up right. doing that. Uh, so, yeah, they get to the job, which is um, 
they have to take a boat out in the middle of like a lake or something to go fish out some drugs and they come back to the dock and they're walking back to their car and Vince Vaughn is like, ah, he's kind of like, don't, doesn't feel right about it. So he ditches the drugs over the side of the pier and he tells the other guys to do the same thing and they disagree and they get into a little bit of a scuffle and walk off. And of course the cops are waiting for them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Vince Vaughn starts to walk away, but then he uh, has like a, a moral compass or moral code yeah. and he goes back and he ends up killing one of the guys he was working with and wounds the other one so he can save the cops because they were having a shootout with yeah. the police officers. They yeah. had fully automatic guns and just blasting police officers left and right. Like grenades. Too. Yeah, they had grenades, yeah. Uh, uh, submachine guns. Yeah, it, was pretty, it was a pretty nutty fight. So uh, Vince Vaughn does end up getting pinched yeah. and he gets... He, he saves the cops' lives. He saves the cops' mm-hmm. lives, and he gets seven years for that, for uh, for whatever they caught him up for drug running. Yeah. And uh, he ends up going to prison, and um, when he's there, his wife is kidnapped by the guys he fucked over, the the Mexican drug lords <laughs> that uh, you know they're supposed to team up with, and they end up kidnapping his his um, pregnant wife, and. One of his, one of the Mexican drug lords is henchman, I would say, I guess, mm-hmm. who's Udo Kier, who always ends up in some movie or another. <laughs> right. He was actually in The Littlest Reich, too, so that kind of... Briefly, that, yeah. Briefly, he was, so that's the, your whole S. Craig Zoller kind of connection right there. Um, they kidnap his wife, and that guy visits him in the jail the next day and says, you need to kill this one person in this jail, and he's like... And Vince Vaughn's like, I'm not even in that jail. How am I supposed to do that? He's like, Well, you better do that, or there's going to be this. Um, we're going to we we hired this surgeon, this doctor, who's going to cut the limbs off of your your pregnant wife's unborn child, the fetus, while yeah. it's still living, and yeah. it's going to be born still, you know. Mm-hmm. So Vince Vaughn uh, finds a way to get into this prison, which is located in um, cell block 99. It's like the worst of the worst. So he gets trans... He ends up beating the shit out of a bunch of different guards at this uh, minimum security prison where he's first... Medium, it says. That's what I said, didn't I? He said minimum. Medium security, I'm sorry. He needs to go to max. Yes, and yeah, this guy is in max prison. So, um... uh, Blah, 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 blah. Uh, So when he's ends up... He finishes speaking to Udo Kier. He is led back to his cell, and then he just beats the shit out of all the guards there, mm-hmm. and he's automatically transported to this other prison, which is a higher security. Uh, as soon as he gets there, it's a really piece-of-shit pr- prison, not like a medium-security place. Uh, I mean, they don't even flush the toilets. It's full of shit. There's no lights. It smells. It's, it's just a horrible place to be. The guards there are... I mean, they're, they're dressed like... Kind of like uh, uh, the Gustapo, maybe, even. <laughs> They're just all in black. They're just, like, bad dudes, pretty much, but compared to the medium prison. Who you see first, before you even get inside? You see the warden. Well, we do get to meet the warden, and that is Don Johnson. <laughs> He's playing a role that was left over from a Quentin Tarantino movie. <laughs> and and uh, pretty much tells him that, you know, you're going to have no freedom here. And if you fuck up even more, you're going to have less freedom and blah, 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 and you're going to feel real bad. And Vince Vaughn's like, yeah, sure, okay, just get me in there. 
And he gets in there, and he gets in his room. It's really horrible. And then he finally gets some time into the rec yard. And he ends up meeting this one guy. He's like, do you know um, this one person, the one person he's supposed to kill? And he's like, ah, there's no one in here. He must be in, like, the really bad part of this prison. And you're like, oh, shit, there's an even worse part of this prison. <laughs> and so he's like, well, I got to get there. And he picks a fight with, like, four other dudes who are lifting weights. Kicks the shit out of them, too. So Vince Vaughn is... To me, he's a superhero in this movie, <laughs> which I think um, I think the big cross on the back of his head is a sign of. Maybe that's okay. his insignia. Maybe all right, mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. which plays a part in, at the end of the movie too, which we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, so he beats the fuck out of these guys too. Beats the shit out of some more security guys. Breaks and, a wrist. Uh, the break, sound yeah. effects are gnarly. Yeah, man. and the fight scenes. Well, the we'll get into the fight scenes right now. They're probably some of the best scene, fight scenes I've seen in a while. Mm-hmm. One, there's no quick cutting. Two, it's just brawling. There's no stupid kung fu and shit. It's mm-hmm. good old fashioned brawling, and nice long shots. And I'm not just talking about you know your torso up. I mean, these are this is the full frame we're getting here in these mm-hmm. fights. Very few cuts. Very brutal. It's, like I said, it's the best fighting I've seen in a while. And just because the brutality and the filmmaking of it. So, um, if, you, if you like fighting movies, you're going to love this one because, I mean, they're yeah. right on here. This is, it was done perfectly. And from what I've read, it was done, um, partially some of the choreography was done by the director too. Which is pretty cool, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. He knows what he wants, and he got it done. So we end up going to the really shitty part of the prison, which is cell block 99. And he calls out for the one guy he's looking for, and he gets a response saying, like, there's no one here like that with that name. So he's, I guess maybe he thinks he's been duped. But what really happened is that the drug lord who uh, he double-crossed is in that prison also, in cell block 99, and he wants him to meet him there to pretty much just torture him. Yeah. Um, probably there was never a chance he was going to let his wife go. He was there because he fucked him out of three and a half million dollars. Got him in prison. So he wants some revenge. So they're going to take their time out beating the shit out of Vince Vaughn. Because all the, the guards in there are corrupt and everything too. And what ends up happening too is that uh, the guards put this belt on him. That electrocutes the shit out of him mm-hmm. every time he either acts up or just whenever. Whenever they feel like it, they can. If he's taking a shit, you know they'll they'll do it. If he's sleeping, he's eating, they'll shock him. Mm-hmm. Uh, then after that, he um, he kind of he ends up in a room with that drug lord, and they kick the shit out of Vince Vaughn because they said, "Hey, you fight any of these guys we're fighting right now, we're gonna you know." We're going to kill your wife, and right. we're going to kill your daughter. So don't fight don't back. Don't fight back. Mm-hmm. And so they shock the shit out of him, beat the hell out of him, and then uh, we end up he ends up getting dragged back to his cell because he's just so beaten. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if it was the next day or not. It might have been longer than that, but the same thing is going to happen again. These guys, this drug lord, asks the guards to go get him again, bring him back to that room so they can kick the shit out of him. But Vince Vaughn is like, uh, he, he figures out that this belt he hands on that electrocutes him is, uh, the central part of it is in his back. So he takes the soles out of his shoes and puts it where it would zap him so he wouldn't feel it. So when the guards grab him and are about to take him into there, they shock him as usual. And he, f- he 
acts like he's getting shocked, so when they turn their back on him, he ends up beating the shit out of the guards, <laughs> killing one of them, uh, taking the keys from another one. But the thing what I like about the, this character is, is that he doesn't really want to kill these guys. He just wants to save his wife and take care of yeah. that. He's not necessarily a bad guy. He just doing he's doing something that's in the best interest of his wife. Yeah, he realizes that they're gonna kill her no matter what. Yes. So he needs to do something yeah. about it. So he kicks the shit out, the shit out of the guards, and he ends up meeting um, the boss and a couple of his henchmen uh, in that area again. And the boss is like, you know, touch these guys. But Vince Vaughn beats the shit out of these guys again. And one of the guys in there, um, he was like this kung fu dude who's like hitting up like tires and everything. You're thinking like, wow, this dude's going to be a formidable foe. And Vince Vaughn just beats the fuck out of this guy. There's a lot of skull crushing. Oh, it was a smearing. It was a good face smearing skull crush with this dude. He smears this dude's face on the floor. And then he turns him around. It's just a skull. <laughs> uh, uh. He does a good a few head stomps in this movie too. Oh, it's just brutal. Yeah. So he beats the shit out of the one guy, and then the other guy was uh, he kicks the shit out of is was one of the henchmen he was with when he went to go get the drugs, and uh, the tweaker actually that he didn't want to work with in the first part. He beats the fuck out of this guy too, and he was a big guy. Yeah. I mean, he was a good two ninety, you know, huge. He, Vince Vaughn beats the hell out of him. It took a bunch of bullets to take him down in the first place. Yeah, it yeah. It didn't kill him. Yeah, it, it yeah. didn't. So um, once Vince Vaughn's beating the piss out of that guy, the guy, uh, the drug dealer, who has a phone in prison, calls to let the Udo Cure guy to say, hey, go for it, start the operation and killing the baby. But Vince Vaughn beats the fuck out of him, breaks the drug dealer's leg, and is like, call him back and tell him to let her go. Or I'm just going to keep messing you up. And he's, yeah. Can I... Yes, go for what it. What he actually... What the drug dealer actually says is, if you don't hear from me in an hour, get started, or something like that. If you don't hear from me for the rest of the night. I mean, he's not saying... do. He's saying, if this guy kills me, go ahead and do it. So uh-huh. Vince Vaughn makes a point of, I'm not going to kill you. And so he does just that. He doesn't kill him right away. Nope, he doesn't. Uh, he gets him to uh, transport... Um, his wife to his cousin Gil's house so for protection, mm-hmm. which they end up doing. And as soon as they do that, um, Vince Vaughn uh, gives up because the Don Johnson character is like, oh, hey, you know, give up already. And he's like, well, just let me finish this and then I will come, I will come peacefully. Right. Knowing they're going to kill him. Knowing he's, yeah. yeah. So he ends up calling, he gets the call from his wife saying everything is okay uh, which is pretty a pretty cool part too with the um, when um, those guys drop uh, Jennifer Carpenter's uh, character off, and you know there's a standoff between Gil and the Udo Cure, and he's backing up his car, and Gil, and once Udo Cure gets mostly out of the driveway of uh, Gil's mansion, Gil picks up a like a semi-automatic like rifle and blasts the shit out oh, of Udo Cure. <laughs> And then once he kills him, like, the car goes kind of out of control and goes into, like, a ditch. And then the doctor that was going to do the operation starts to run out of the car, and Jennifer Carpenter grabs the gun and shoots him, too. (laughs) Just like, yes, all right, good. Put her in this movie. Good job. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, She didn't have a lot to do. You're right. She didn't, but, um, yeah, we'll get into that in a minute. Mm -hmm. Uh, So 
the ending of the movie is that Vince Vaughn gets to save his wife, kill the main drug guy, which he ends up doing in, mm-hmm. in the prison, and he ends up getting killed at the end by the guards. And that was it. Movie over. He gets shot in the chest, and then he gets shot in the head. And when he gets yeah. shot in the head, it blasts right through his head and right through the cross super on the back gross. of his head. Yeah. Which, yeah, this movie is super, super violent, super oh, gross. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Super awesome, <laughs> I'd say. Um, going into this film, I didn't read anything about it. Me too. I thought it was a prison movie. Mm-hmm. Me which too. it really isn't. It isn't a prison movie at all. There's... Um, what you usually get with a prison movie is, you know, you get, you go in, you find out, oh, he's got to go through all this shit, he's got to find, he's going to find somebody in prison, and he's going to find the bad guy in prison, it's going to go like that, which it does not do mm-hmm. that. This movie seems like it might go at a slow pace, but with all the information you're getting, it goes pretty quickly. It's, um, like, there's a lot of stuff to in, to take in this movie, but it's, it's the how they gradually roll it out to you really makes sense and really makes it flow really well. Um, what do you think about that? Well, you're a big person about pacing. You don't... I mean, you like movies under two hours, and this one was over two hours. Yeah, so it started at a B-plus for me because it's two hours <laughs> and 12 minutes, which I, and having seen the whole movie, too long. You could have narrowed it down to two hours. So okay. Have, I think. I didn't love it. I liked it just fine. There's this... It's so, so dark. I mean, the idea that they're going to cut the limbs off a fetus in uh-huh. utero is horrible. Uh-huh. And the violence is so intense. When I see violence that intense, it actually kind of makes me laugh. Only this was so dark, I couldn't even really... Like, it was like uncomfortable laughter. I, I don't know. It started to make me question, like, do I like violence? <laughs> Maybe? Well, it depends. You have to think about it, though. This is the violence that's uh, that's Vince Vaughn is is you know just shoveling out on these guys is warranted, though. For it's sure. not like it's just some random act of violence. It's, I agree. I mean, yeah, these guys deserve it. I'm just saying, yeah, it's it was real dark and ultra violent, and I don't know if I liked that so much. I I love horror movies like slasher movies. I I like violence. But like quick haha Jason can't be killed and he just sliced your face off violence. And now I thought the special effects were really really good. The head mm-hmm. stomping and the sound yep. effects nasty. Right. But it was a little dark for me. Yeah, it was I, a little long. It, it um this to me is a grindhouse movie. That was done very, very well. Yeah. Uh, you had very, very talented people in this film. Vince Vaughn especially. One of Thank, his best performances, yeah. If not his best performance. Because mm-hmm. it's straight away from all the other Vince Vaughn kind of movies that you've mm-hmm. seen before. Where he's a talk, fast-talking guy. Here he plays kind of a hillbilly-ish guy, but yeah. not an asshole hillbilly, like per se. Like a pacifist hillbilly. Yeah, he yeah. kind of is, you know. He's kind of, you know... A relatable kind of guy in a way. He, Gil uses the N word at some point, and he's like, "Should I say that with an A or with a hard R?" And and Vince Vaughn just says, "I don't think that you should use that in any capacity." I know it's like I don't think anyone like us should use anyone that in like any capacity. Should use that in yeah. any capacity. Yeah. <laughs> when you think maybe he's gonna say something awful and hillbillyish, he doesn't. He says something very insightful, 
And you're like, wow, Gil is horrible. Mm -hmm. Well, going back to that the whole superhero thing I was talking about is that whenever he goes into battle, you get to see the back of his head and you yeah. see his emblem come into battle and... That's kind of like at the end of the movie, he gets shot in the head, and you see the back of his head get blown out along with the cross, mm -hmm. meaning, I mean, the, the superhero's gone now. It's symbolic. It's, sure. So, yeah, it is symbolic, mm -hmm. especially um, another symbolic thing I thought, too, was the prison, the the different levels of the prison, of how darker and darker it got, and how much he was going to hell, you know, how much deeper he was going to go, and how far into hell he was going to go for his wife and daughter. Yeah. Which was all the way. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah, he loved them both. And even after the beginning where there was, you didn't know exactly what was going to happen. Because I didn't know Jennifer Carpenter, if Jennifer Carpenter was going to be in this whole movie or not. Which I liked in this movie, too, is that they cut back to her for a few times. It wasn't just focused on Vince Vaughn's character yeah. the whole time. So I liked that. You got a little break. You got to see what was going on with her. You got to see if she was okay. You got to see where how far along they are in this situation, which I really liked. And especially at the beginning, too, because, like I was saying, I thought Jennifer Carpenter would be out of this movie in the beginning. Yeah. She'd just have a, a beginning role, and then he would go to prison, and which mm -hmm. didn't happen at all. <laughs> yeah. Which he stayed, and it was a, a feel-good part of in the beginning. Which I didn't expect at all, which was great. I love not reading about movies and just going straight into them. <laughs> I agree. I've had a couple people um, say to me, hey, have you seen uh, Brawl and Cell Block 99? I'm like, no, not yet. I really want to see it. I heard it's good. And they're like, yeah, yeah, dude, watch it. I can't wait to talk to you about it. I'm like, oh, well, yeah, definitely. I can't wait now, yeah. man. And then finally I did have a conversation with someone and we got to laugh about like the violence and brutality in the movie and just how crazy it is and just... How Vince Vaughn took this role and just really ran with it and, yeah. and just great decision. Finally, a, a good Vince Vaughn role. I'm not saying his roles are particularly bad, but they just all kind of ran in the same... They're all Vince Vaughn. They're all Vince Vaughn, yeah. and this isn't Vince Vaughn. Oh, there's a little Vince Vaughn, because he, yeah. he is, you know, kind of a smartass, you know, a little mm -hmm. bit. And just certain little parts, but yeah, it was very well done. Yeah. I liked it a lot. I, I'm I sorry. <laughs> I know. It's not that I didn't. I appreciate it as a really good bit of filmmaking, but I'm not going to see it again. See, I, you know, I, I, I'm going to watch certain parts of this movie again because yeah. I thought there, there was a master craftsmanship in the fighting alone. Even though it's not long and drawn out like most movies like this would be, like prison movies, it gets point across that Vince Vaughn is nearly unstoppable and yeah. <laughs> he'll do anything for the people that he loves yeah and so I I give this movie an A minus I give it a C I liked Bone mm -hmm. Tomahawk more I think okay. I like that for the most part in Bone Tomahawk they save the shocking violence for the very end mm -hmm. and wow is it shocking yeah oh yeah but, yeah yeah and whereas the, this is pretty violent throughout throughout but yeah. it, the it really I mean, the crescendos. You know, yes, is. <laughs> the crescendos. But, but throughout, though, there's some good broken limbs and some good fighting in it, yeah. too. But this movie's just not all about fighting, either. There's some, it's it's no. like, ah, oh, the visuals are great in this movie. There's way more story than I ever <clears throat> expected from a movie called right. Brawl in Cell Block. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> uh, no penises, no breasts, but there are nine kills in this movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I give it... What? I didn't come up with any clever kids. It's all skull crushing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some skull crushing jokes. Yeah, <laughs> face smear. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, well, that's about it 
what I got for this movie. You have anything else? I'm, I'm trying to no. sell it to the audience here. I, mean, yeah. I really think you should see it. I would recommend it. You've never seen anything like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to warn you that there's some shocking violence in it. And it's not as though I couldn't handle the violence. The special effects are really good. I just... It was real dark for me. I'm not going to watch it again. Yeah. I don't know, but wasn't like Prayer Before Dawn pretty dark to you too? Yeah, but that and he's okay. And he <laughs> teaches other kids how to. Box. Everything's fine, and that is not how this ends. That just came out too, Prayer for Before Dawn. Yes, check it out. It's great. It's a good movie, along with Summer of '84. They released it a video on demand. Check it out. Yeah. Uh, anything else to add? No, so did I, I give it a C. You gave it a C, I, yeah. But I check it out, definitely. It's a good piece of filmmaking, yeah. Yep. All right, that about does it for this week. Uh, we'll be back. We will blah, blah, blah. We will be, <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back next week, and it will be our first animated movie of the week. Yeah. It's uh, only, what did you say, 87 minutes long? Uh, maybe even shorter than that. Yes. <laughs> Perfect movie. <laughs> instant A-plus from you. But it's also an alien clone, so that'll be the yeah. second alien clone we've done. <laughs> so if you can, if you can uh, figure it out from there, awesome. You'll know what our next movie of the week is. But until then, we will see you later. Thanks for listening.